Hey, podcast people, how's it going? Azrin, the language nerd here. Um, we're going to dive directly into our podcast topics today. I'm going to skip the usual introduction. Uh, it's Saturday morning. I'm a little bit tired, to be honest, uh, a little bit lower energy, a little bit less. I have a little bit less energy than usual. Um, and so this is going to be uh, maybe a little bit more of a mellow podcast or a little bit less energetic, but it is what it is. I'm sure in the next hour or so, once I wake up a bit, once I wake up a bit more, um, I will have uh, I will have some more energy. So today's a typical Saturday. Uh, on Saturdays, I have my drop-in classes, the free classes that I run, and so those are going to start up in one hour from now. So we have a Gujarati free class, we have a French free class, a Spanish free class, and then we have a Mandarin free class, kind of later in the afternoon. And so that's basically what I've got going on all day, all day today, all day on the Saturday. Oh, we also have a German free class. I forgot about that. We have a German free class as well. So today I would like to answer a variety of questions that I received on Instagram that I thought would be better to answer using my voice versus texting back. And so let me read these questions to you and then I will, I will answer them. So the first one here uh, is the following. He says, I would... I, I want to improve my English, but the courses that I'm taking are not effective. I need some advice. Also, how many how many languages do you speak? What are your levels in each one and how did you learn them? So let's start with that. So if courses, if the courses you are taking are not effective, my recommendation to you is pretty straightforward. Either A, take different classes. You might find that helps. Or B, <clears throat> you need to find a different learning strategy. So a different learning strategy might be you need to try a, a teach yourself program. So there are lots of programs online that you can buy where you are, you are able to follow a program at home to teach yourself a language. So for example, you can look at, um, you can look at programs that are audio programs. And so where you listen to something and they tell you and they have different exercises, different listening comprehension things, different homework, different things like that. And you can try one of those. So I'm not the most knowledgeable about what programs are really good for English and what programs are not really good. So my recommendation is to Google it. <clears throat> I would Google literally um, teach yourself, pro sorry, best teach yourself programs for English and start reading, start doing some research, spend two hours, an hour doing some research and seeing what program seems to be the best for you. So that's definitely one thing I'd recommend. The other thing I'd recommend too, you know, I'd, I'd encourage you to think about why you feel these courses are not working for you. Why do you feel they're not working? I think some people default into thinking this strategy is not working, but they don't dig deeper into it. When you start to think about why something's not working, that can often give you an indication to what next steps you should take. So let me give you an example. Um, for me, I will, I often think to myself that private classes do not work very well for me. I still take private classes sometimes, but it's not one of my core or learning strategies. And the reason that private classes don't work for me when I really think about it is that private classes, um, for some reason, I don't, I will tend to skip them. I don't always, I don't always go to class. 
And so that means that when I use that strategy, I don't always see consistent results. I don't get more fluent. I'm not able to speak more. I'm not able to actually understand more. It doesn't really lead to a huge increase in my level. What I've learned about myself is private classes are good for short term, for a short period of time. If I take private classes for one month or for three weeks or for two months or something like that, but it's not a long-term strategy. For me, a great long-term strategy is taking university classes. When I take university classes, there's extra motivation for me to show up to the class and do the work because if I don't pass the class, I cannot move on to the next level. Um, I seem to like a university environment. I like my university in my city. So that's a strategy that a long-term strategy that works for me. So you need to think about why do you feel the classes are not working? That's very, very important. The last thing I mentioned on classes, and in fact, this is many different strategies. Sometimes people feel that a strategy is not working, but you just haven't given it enough time. Sometimes that's not always the case, but sometimes you just haven't quite been patient enough. I've, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I've worked with students, many students, and for three months, they are struggling. They, they seemingly don't really improve that much. We don't really feel or see a big movement or a lot of progress in their target language. But after that three months or four months or two months or six months, suddenly one day, a lot of it seems to click and we see this big jump forward. So language learning, that's often what happens. You might feel stuck and it has nothing to do with the class. It has nothing to do with the program. It has nothing to do with how you're learning. And instead it has to do with the fact that you've only been using that resource for a month and you know that's just not enough time often it's not enough time for you to really see the progress that you thought that you would see sometimes it might take a few months so these are all some general pieces of advice i mean i've said this many many times before i think sometimes it's easier if we can have one-on-one -on -one conversations if that is something you would like to do i'm happy to do so um if you just go to my website so azarinthelanguagenerd.com and click on the very first link at the top and to scroll to the bottom of the page. Um, you're going to see a, a button to book time just to chat with me. So you're welcome to do that. And then we can we can discuss a bit more. So um, in terms of answering the second part of this question, so the languages I speak and the languages I speak, how I learned them and my language levels. So I speak English. I, I speak it because I grew up in Canada. And so it's my native language, I suppose, my first language. Um, I speak Gujarati because my family speaks Gujarati and I grew up speaking Gujarati. Um, I've also done my own personal study of that language where I've, I've taught myself, well, I've learned, not taught myself, but I've had people teach me and I've taught a little bit of myself how to read and write. Um, so that's a language I speak. I speak French. I learned French by going to school. My schooling was in French primarily. And then I did a, a university degree in French. And then I also studied abroad in France. I speak Spanish. I started Spanish when I was in high school. Um, I did a university major, a university degree in Spanish. Um, and then I also traveled abroad to, um, to South America and did quite a bit of learning while I was abroad. Um, I speak Mandarin. So Mandarin, I started as an adult. So I started about when I was in my early 20s. And I started by taking a couple of university classes. Uh, I traveled abroad to China and to Taiwan, to both countries. 
and uh, nowadays I'm doing a university degree in Mandarin as well. For every single language that I speak, so those are the five languages I know, for every language that I speak, I've also, I also go to um, conversation practice activities. Usually I find them on meetup.com. So that is spelled M-E-E-T-U-P.com. Um, usually that's where I find them and I've been able to find different activities. For Mandarin in my city, there wasn't one that existed. So I started one of my own. And so that way we, I have a group to just practice with casually. I do other casual practice activities too. I try to make friends in the language that I'm learning. And I try to find opportunities to get casual practice. Sometimes I'll use apps like HelloTalk to get that casual practice as well. And so for every single language that I speak, it's the same process generally. Generally speaking, I'll take university classes. I will travel abroad. I will take classes abroad as well. I will do casual speaking practice wherever I can figure out opportunities to do so. And then I also do I also do some casual listening practice as well. So I listen to music. I'll try and watch videos on YouTube. I'll try and watch TV I'll, and things of that nature. So my, my level, so English, French, and Spanish are extremely, extremely advanced. I'm uh, converse, reasonably comfortable in Gujarati, but by no means am I super advanced in the language. There's a lot of vocabulary I don't know, and there's certain grammar mistakes I still make. Um, but I'm working on it. And then Mandarin, I'm again reasonably conversational, reasonably comfortable, but my vocabulary is probably the biggest thing that's that's lacking. Um, but you know, comfortable enough in Mandarin, but nowhere near as advanced as I am in English, French, or Spanish. So those are the answers to those questions there. Now let's move on to the next set of questions. Okay, so this comes from, let me just have a quick peek here. This comes from Instagram as well. Um, and this question is the following. So uh, let me just open it here. So the fault, the person says, I would like to see a video about uh, package senders. So when you receive, I'm going to kind of paraphrase this. When you receive a package from Amazon or UPS or FedEx or whatever companies exist in your, in your countries, right? He wants to know, how do you have a talk with that courier? You know, what kinds of things do you say? What kinds of questions will they ask you? What kinds of vocabulary do you need to know in order to receive a package from a courier? And so I'm going to talk a little bit about that here. So the first thing to understand is, at least in my city, and I can't speak for every city because every city is going to be different about this, but in my city, in Calgary, more often than not, you very, very often, you actually don't uh, you don't talk to the delivery person. They they come, they put it in front of the door, your delivery, and they leave. And then they ring the doorbell. You then walk out. They they have they've already left, and you pick up the package. You just bring it in the house. So at least fifty percent of the time, there's no conversation with the delivery person, none at all. Now sometimes you have to sign for the object so that happens sometimes we have to sign something so that happens um, and so in that conversation uh, there's really not much of a conversation to be honest they're gonna say hello got a delivery and then they'll say I have a delivery for and they'll say the person's name so they'll say I have it I have a delivery for and they'll say that maybe my name or whoever else's name you say great then they'll say okay I need you to sign here they're gonna pass you something to sign you sign and then they walk away. It's probably one of the easiest 
one of the most straightforward, simplest, fastest conversations ever. Um, ironically, going on a little bit of a tangent, often those conversations are some of the hardest conversations because it's not a conversation. You have to understand the social norms of your city. Like you have to understand how that works. Otherwise, it's kind of awkward because the person who's making the delivery expects you to know the process. They, they don't expect to have to explain anything or say much. It's literally when that happens, the conversation goes something like this. Ding dong, open the door. I go, hello. They go, hey, package for Azure. Oh, great. Yeah, package. Yeah, sure. Sign here. Okay, sign here. Great. Okay, thanks. Bye. It's super fast. It's not a conversation. So all you have, the most important thing to know for deliveries is A, they might not make you sign for it. You might not talk to anybody in my city. Or B, if you do have to talk to someone, the only thing they're going to ask you to do is sign something. There's, there's no, to my knowledge, I don't think so. I don't think there's really much else that they're going to typically say to you. It's like a seven second conversation. It's super fast. So that's the next question. Okay. Now we have another question here. Let me just scroll through my scroll on my Instagram and find it. Okay, here we go. So let me read this question to you. Um, here we go. I am looking, so the, the person says, I'm looking forward to being an online tutor. But given that, uh, hang on, I'm gonna, I'm actually gonna reword this, a couple of, uh, couple of English mistakes. So given that um, I don't know anybody who does this, uh, hang on, hang on, hang on one second, sorry about this guys, let me just read this again. So I'm just gonna read it word per word. I just looking forward to be an uh, online tutor, but given that condition I have, and also I don't know someone in this case, I just thought someone to seek out for online tutors to ask my question. Well, I just get obsessed with this idea to be online tutor, and I just sending this message to get help of those are mastered in this profession. Would you help me please to know basic things? About sources I need to know that degrees or certifications that this job would request of me and everything that is needed to know about basic and what kind of certifications this job would require. Thank you for your attention. So in very simple terms, he wants to know what is it like to be a teacher? Like how do you teach online? What qualifications do you need? What certifications do you need? Um, what are some best practices? How do you start? So these are all very, very good questions. Um, so first of all, I'll, I'll share some of my experiences. I think it's important to, I think it's important just to, I think it's important to do, I think it's important to try it. Even if you're not the most, if, even if you're not experienced, I personally, I'm a really big fan of, of learn, if you're comfortable. So let me make this, make this clear. If you're comfortable and you're not super nervous and you're not very anxious and you do feel a little bit brave. I think it's a great idea to try doing, to try teaching online and to learn by doing. So char, do it for free, right? Tell some, you know, post an advertisement online um, saying, hi, my name is Azarin and I would like to start teaching Spanish online or math online or science online. I don't have a lot of experience, but I would like to get some. And because of that, my rate is whatever it's it's two dollars an hour make it or five whatever i don't know what currency you use but make it a very 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 cheap price and be very honest as to why it's cheap or maybe you do it for free that's a great way to start because then people will understand that you you need to also say that i ha i'm very good at this topic here's why i'm good at this topic 
I know my sciences. I got 95% in school. I have this certificate. I uh, I love sciences. I and you have to have you have to explain why you think you can be good at teaching. That has to be done. But your price probably has to be lower because you're not very experienced. That's like me, right? When I started teaching, I didn't have a lot of I didn't have any experience teaching foreign languages. I had very, very little when I first started. Um, I had lots. Now I had lots of experience learning languages. I had lots of knowledge in my languages. So when I started to advertise my services, I would talk about my language experience. I would say, "Oh, I went to a French immersion school. I lived in France for this many months. I studied in France. I have a French degree. I have a passion for learning languages." I'm, I, I, I was able to self-teach myself a near-native accent. I blah, blah, blah. I don't have a lot of language teaching experience, so my price is going to be cheaper than other people. Here's my price. Here's what experience I have, and I'd love to teach you. I used to also do a lot of hours for free. I used to teach, um, I think I used to have like two to five hours of lessons that were free in the beginning. It was like a trial period right and that was great and then people would go through the trial and some people would continue and they would purchase more lessons and that'd be fantastic and that's how i started and then with time i would get more teaching experience so now when i talk about my teaching i've a, i've a, i've a lot of teaching experience right a good amount of teaching experience that combined with my expertise with language learning combined with my previous employment with the teaching and the coaching and and the roles and the training and um responsibilities that I had in my previous line of work you know when I put that all in an online advertisement or I talk about it right all this all of a sudden you know I'm super good and now I can I've been able to increase my prices I have a real a small business but a business a bid a business nevertheless a business that I run um, that I'm able to support myself and and that's that so I think if you're feeling a little bit brave I think you just have to start Keep your prices low, but start teaching. Um, start to get some experience. You know, start to develop your methodologies to figure out what kinds of strategies work for you, what kinds of strategies don't. And then with time, you're going to be get you're going to get better and better at teaching, and you're going to feel more confident. And then you'll decide, okay, now I think I really am getting better at this, and maybe you increase your prices, right? I think that's a great way to start. Now, some people feel some people can't go down that route. Some people feel a little bit nervous, a little bit scared. You know, they feel kind of anxious. It's kind of like if you told me, if I asked you, "Hey, I want to learn to swim," because I can't swim very well. I can't. I can barely swim. And and you told me, "Well, Azrin, the best way to swim is to go to the swimming pool and just start trying to kick your feet and start trying different strategies and just see what works for you." If you told me that, I wouldn't do it. It wouldn't work for me. That's not a strategy that would work at all. Um, I'd feel too nervous. I'd feel self-conscious. I um, I barely know how lockers and things like that work in swimming pools. I always seem to mess it up. I I my glasses like it's it's an uncomfortable environment for me, and that wouldn't work. And so um, another route that you can go is you actually go to get a certification. You choose a teaching certification to go and get. So like myself, right? If it was if it was swimming, the, the best way that I could go learn how to swim is if I found a class or a course or a private teacher or a, a private swim instructor and someone who really walked me through it and worked with me on it, right? 
and then these and then after my eight week class or my six week or 12 weeks or however long i'm said okay great you now know how to swim and that would that's how i would have to do it so many people if you're feeling kind of nervous you that's not the route you want to go that's totally fine i think you need to find i think you need to find a certification a certification to get now this individual who sent me the message i don't know what you're looking to tutor i'm not sure um and so you know like there's different certifications for different topics but i think you need to go into google and you have to google certification for teaching and insert something there right um another similar strategy you can do is maybe you don't want a certification but you want a bit of an education uh, i think you need to go a couple things you can do number one go on youtube and and search on youtube or google youtube i prefer because you can see the video but google will work too any search how to teach blah 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 language or blah 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 topic blah 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 subject how to teach arabic how to teach science how to teach grade 12 math how to teach and start watching videos watch 2 hours of videos right read 17 blog posts read a couple of research articles spend 5 hours 3 hours 4 hours educating yourself right and that'll really help you a lot too it'll give you a lot of methodologies it'll give you a lot of frameworks to follow um so that'll also work for you if you don't want the formal the formal education piece for a different style of learner if that's not your style you might actually go you know this is actually very effective if you're going to do it um if you start finding go online and find people who teach blah 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 languages or wh- whatever topic i'm not sure if it's language in your case um the person who sent me the message here i don't know i'm not sure exactly but regardless um if you find people online who already teach or tutor this language or this subject online and you message 50 of them 50 and you say hey could i watch one or two of your classes by the way if you ask 50 people like 10 of them are going to say yes guaranteed like 10 or some like as long as you ask politely and you're very clear with what you'd like and you've written you have a well written message 10 people will probably say yes maybe even more and then you watch one or two maybe more classes by each teacher and they're going to they're going to some people are going to love being a bit of a mentor to you so you can help you can learn a new skill heck if someone asked me hey azrin can i watch some of your classes can i observe i'd like to learn from you and they they approached it the right way i'm pretty busy so i i might say no and you you got to catch me at the right moment but i might say yes there's a good chance i will say yes cuz i think it's cool that you want to learn and i'll try and give you the opportunity to come and learn So and others are like that too. So that's a great way to start learning as well so you can have a little bit of an education before you go and teach, before you go and um actually start tutoring. So all right, well, that's that wraps up our podcast today. Um thank you for listening everybody. I appreciate your attention as per always and um yeah, we'll chat soon. Bye for now.